One of our favorite things here at DHPSNY is when we begin to recognize the names and faces of people who take advantage of our free services. You could call them repeat customers. We notice, for example, when someone from an organization attends a free webinar, then emails us to follow up with a specific technical question, and then later attends an in-person workshop. We love it when those relationships lead to further collaboration, such as hosting a workshop, or most importantly, when organizations take the step of applying for our free planning and assessment services, which include archival needs assessments, preservation and condition surveys, and strategic planning assistance. One example of this kind of connection is the Explorers Club in New York City. In our first year, the club hosted one of our hands-on workshops, which focused on essential policies and procedures for collecting institutions. People came from all over the region to attend, and after the session had wrapped up, we were treated to a tour by Lacey Flint. I am Lacey Flint, and I am the club's archivist and curator of research collections. The Explorers Club was founded in 1904, officially incorporated in 1905, and the mission of the club is to explore land, sea, air, and space, and to promote field science, field research, and uh, exploration in general. Later that year, Lacey and the Explorers Club applied for a preservation survey from DHPSNY. A preservation survey looks at the condition of your collections, as well as how and where they're stored, to determine how well your archival program is functioning. It's a service that's recommended for any archival program. The survey report can not only help guide your organization's preservation plan, but it can be an important supporting document in applying for grants and other funding. Diani Feige is Director of Preservation Services at the Conservation Center for Art and Historic Artifacts, which partners with DHPSNY to administer and deliver our services. You met Diani in Episode 2 of this series when she traveled to Lilydale Assembly in Chautauqua County. Diani conducted the preservation survey at the Explorers Club last December, and afterwards she sat down with Lacey to discuss the history of the organization and to take us on a trip through their archives. kind of work do you do with the collections? What is, I don't know about an average day, but pick a pick an interesting day in your work life <laughs> and tell me about some of the projects that you've done. Sure. Um, so our research collection is threefold. It's the art and artifacts, which we have about a thousand of those. We have an archives of about 550 linear feet of documents, photographs, lantern slides, that kind of fun stuff, maps, um, films, and we have a library of about 14,000 volumes. So my days are never the same because I have such a varied collection and a lot of uh, responsibility over all of these different aspects of the collection. So a typical day, I'm answering research requests. I am doing anything from trying to get my taxidermist to repair a lion's claw to, um, you know, having uh, some restoration work done on Robert Perry's map to the North Pole. I could be interviewing an amazing explorer for some type of oral history project. Uh, I always say you never know who you're going to meet here. Um, the people who come to the Explorers Club, our members, literally plan expeditions in the stairways, which is very cool. Like, I'll be going downstairs to get a cup of coffee, and all of a sudden you'll see, you know, some great astronaut standing there talking to a North Polar Explorer, and they'll say, oh, you know, I've been meaning to contact you because I just found out this great piece of technology exists, and, you know, I have access to it, and I would love your input and your insight, and let's, you know, plan something and go up there. And obviously there's a lot more detail involved in that, but that's pretty much how a lot of the expeditions at the club start. Um, it's just really a fun conversation um, in passing. Uh, and then, of course, the big planning comes underway and, you know, figuring out all of that. But then it is uh, another fun part of my job is that I get to, you know, make sure all of that is recorded and, and written down somewhere. 
can you give an example of an expedition that's happened in the time since you've been here that you've you know, been involved with, either in terms of gathering the archival material afterwards or, you know, it, doing oral history interviews or sure, yeah. exposed to in some way. <laughs> <laughs> so we have, um, at the Explorers Club, we have a tradition of the, the, the Explorers Club flag tradition, which is essentially, we have the Explorers Club flag and it goes out on expeditions. So our members, we have about 3,500 active members who represent over 60 countries and they go on upwards of 600 expeditions a year. Um, and that is everything from literally discovering new species of animal to, you know, going to find water on Mars or, you know, going to the depths of the oceans, all of that. So it's a really big, gigantic field, let's say. Um, but with the flags, it's a really big honor to carry the flag. You have to apply to the Flag and Honors Committee. You know, your application says, you know, who are you? What are you doing? Why do you think you can do it? Essentially, how are you being funded? Who's going with you? What research has been done there before, if any? Or what are you building on kind of thing? Um, and so those flags uh, that then go into the field, when they bring the flag back, they have to um, submit with it a report. Who Again, who were you with? Were you successful? What was your hypothesis? Kind of a follow-up to that application. And so about 50 of those uh flags go out into the field every year. So actually right now as we speak we have a flag in the field uncovering one of the largest known ice tombs that still exists. Um, and so I can't give you too much information because uh, it has not been publicized yet but um, that's literally what two of our members are doing and uh, I think in an amazing turn of events both of those members are under 30. Um, so wow. really incredible. That's amazing. Um, yeah but in turn but you know on the other end of the spectrum um, I get to you know be part of interviews with amazing explorers like Robert Ballard who was the person who discovered the Titanic in 1985 um, or the Titanic wreckage in 1985 so you know I had the opportunity to sit down with him for an interview. So it's really, you know, we run the gamut of, of what it could be and who it could be. And, you know, um, you know, the woman who discovered water on Mars is 26. Um, so really incredible, kind of all over the place. So... So are you an avid traveler yourself and could you tell me about some of the trips that you have been on, some of your the most interesting places have you gone, sure. favorite trips? Um, I am an avid traveler, of course I would like to be a more avid traveler, but wouldn't we all? Um, we do, however, I have to be very careful because here at the Explorers Club we always make the distinction between the explorer and the adventurer. So the adventurer is going to jump out of a plane just because he or she can, right? Whereas the explorer is going to jump out of the plane because he or she is doing some type of scientific study that goes along with it. So they're, they're very scientifically motivated and really leaders in their field. I am not a scientist, um, so I am not a scientific explorer by any means, uh, but I do love to work for them <laughs> and get, you know, collect all of their, their fun facts that they bring back for us. Um, but my favorite trips, I recently had the opportunity to go to the Arctic, which was absolutely incredible. I got to go uh, through the Explorers Club um, and our one of our travel sponsors, Adventure Canada, very uh, generously um, sent uh, sent me to the Arctic. And I was there for two weeks. We flew into Kangalooswak, Greenland, uh, which it was an airport that actually was established during World War II. Um, and it's basically this dirt landing strip, which is kind of incredible. Uh, and then when we got off the plane, 
Customs was literally there waiting for us, and they stamped our passports on the hood of a Jeep, which was very cool. <laughs> um, and then from there, we uh, um, all boarded the Ocean Endeavor, which was our ship that sailed us down the western coast of Greenland. We stopped at all of these amazing Inuit villages, crossed the Davis Strait, went to um, Arctic Canada, stopping in Nunavut and Nunavik, went to Cape Dorset, um, you know, all these really, really incredible places. So that is definitely one of the most amazing trips I've ever been on. Um, not my typical vacation <laughs> or my typical travel, but it's one of the uh, really incredible opportunities that I've been afforded through the Explorers Club um, to be able to, you know, even be exposed to anything like that. I never, ever, ever thought I would get to go to the Arctic. Um, you know, up until that point, Croatia was my favorite trip. <laughs> so very different extremes, but yeah. Croatia's still supposed to be very beautiful. It's, I've never been. It's so. very beautiful. I really recommend it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So in the archives, we have the George Strong Nairs album, and this album, uh, it's of photos in the Arctic taken on a trip from 1874 to 1875, and these are actually the second photos ever taken in the Arctic. Um, uh, the album itself is one of only eight copies ever made, um, one of the few of the eight that still exist, um, and they were given to all of the major heads of state at the time. So, um, you know, Queen Victoria got one, um, the King of Denmark, so really, you know, these major players, and we have one of the copies here in the archives and that to me is one of the most incredible things um, because um, it's one of the oldest things in our collection not the oldest but one of the oldest things in our collection and it's um, really just absolutely incredible in terms of you know uh, showing the technology of the time up until that point it was artists and exploration who went with them and artists and exploration still exist uh, to this day people do still go out not just with a camera they're not just photographers they go out with their oil paints or with their watercolors or with their sketchbooks and um, and do all of that but it's you know kind of this amazing sort of early photography in an extreme environment you know they didn't even know if the camera was going to be able to hold up to that uh, which is kind of incredible um, Another really fantastic document that we have here is Teddy Roosevelt's application for membership to the Explorers Club. Uh, he became a member in 1915, uh, was actually here at the club for a luncheon in 1916, um, and on that application, it's really fantastic, uh, under positions held, he lists, you know, Colonel of the Rough Riders, um, and sort of all of these various positions held, and last they very casually list presidents of the United States, just in case you weren't sure. So that's another really fun one. Uh, that's usually a, a very big crowd favorite when we pull that one out uh, to show people. So I can't, I feel like I can't not mention it here. <laughs> All right, well, I have one more question, and it's just, um, could you tell us briefly about what happened early this afternoon in the middle of our site visit? Sure. <laughs> um, so we had a very exciting site visit today. Um, not just because I was so excited to have Dipsney here, um, but in the middle of our site visit, I was asked to help coordinate a proposal. Um, and so, uh, unfortunately, I tried to rearrange it so that way I could, you know, it wouldn't conflict with the site visit and I could spend a little bit more time with the couple, uh, the betrothed couple, um, and give them, but they were here under the guise of a tour. So I went downstairs, uh, you know, when they got here and, um, you know, gave them a brief history of the club and walked them upstairs to the library and out onto the terrace where um, uh, 
the gentleman had prearranged with me that that is where he would propose. Um, so I said, I dropped them off at the terrace and said, oh, excuse me for just a minute, I have to go check on something. And, um, you know, turned around and there he was on one knee. So it was very exciting. Um, not my first proposal at the club, actually, um, but the first one that I really got to help uh, coordinate and make happen. So really fun. Not a normal day, but like I said, no day at the Explorers Club is a normal day. <laughs> you never know where I'm going to be or what file you'll find me in or what I'll find in that file. <laughs> and did, the, did the gentleman's lady say? <laughs> she said yes. It was a successful proposal. Um, they were very excited. And then they were still, which I thought was really fun, they were still really excited to still see the club afterwards. So they kind of continued on their own self-guided tour while we continued on with our uh, survey. Um, but still really fun. And um, yeah, so we wish them all the best and send them out, you know, some wonderful congratulations. <laughs> Documentary Heritage and Preservation Services for New York is a program of the New York State Archives and the New York State Library, with services provided by the Conservation Center for Art and Historic Artifacts. Our program manager is Anastasia Matikyu, our archives specialist is Amelia Parks, and our preservation specialist is Julian Marcus. I'm communications coordinator Jason Henn, Special thanks to Lacey and everyone at the Explorers Club, Diani at the Conservation Center, as well as Barbara Lilly, Holly Peacock, Maria Holden, and John Diefenderfer at the New York State Archives. <laughs>